Thunderbolt Strange. Welcome to the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast, where we hear about the lives of strong people. This is Brian Hankins, and I have my co-host, Molly. Hey, Brian. What's up? And Kevin. Hey, Brian. What's up? Today, we'll be discussing how sleep is important to keeping your gains. Physical and mental gains. Right? That's true. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin. Professionals. Tell us why sleep is important. Oh, man. I mean, I think everyone kind of knows why, but um, actually, I heard on the way here, I heard that if you only get five hours of sleep, that's equal to, in your driving, that's equal to driving with your blood alcohol over the legal limit. You heard it here, folks. So there's Lack of sleep is like yeah. driving drunk. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. That's why it's the, ro- the roadways are such a hazard. The last accident our son got in was on a overnight thing. <gasps> that's true. It was, now that I think about it. Is that the minivan? Anecdotal data. No, no, that was, that was that a different accident. Different <laughs> the most recent accident. <laughs> Is this another podcast? <laughs> it's a podcast for another we'll time. we get Wes on as a guest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Teenage drivers. But yeah, so, I mean, when we look at the list of all chronic diseases, obesity, adults and children, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, anxiety, depression, and actually alcohol use, all of them correlate to poor sleep and long-term sleep deprivation. So higher risk of stroke, I think like four to five times higher if you have chronic sleep deprivation, all that. And then not to mention all of us generally, weightlifters listening to this podcast and CrossFit athletes, poor recovery, poor performance, it all kind of spirals. Yeah, I think I've heard you say in the past, like, or maybe it was Molly, I get you guys confused. <laughs> Easy uh, to do. Something about how when people think they're overtraining, a lot of times it's just they're under-recovering. They're not getting yep. the like, sleep and nutrition they need. Yeah. Well, C.T. Fletcher says there's no such thing as overtraining, so. Yeah, on his stack, there probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a speaker come into the um, BirthFit seminar where they were talking about um, postpartum, and they were talking about sleep deprivation in the postpartum period, and... Um, Sleep deprivation and depression are strongly correlated. Um, so even though that is a time in a new parent's life where they would expect sleep to be at its minimal, but still um, that can definitely add to mood issues in the postpartum period or for anybody. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm always, uh, it's like if I'm not eating or sleeping right, I'm definitely grumpier. Molly can vouch for that. Yeah. Wasn't that in a book on happiness that you read once? It, it was. Uh, I think it was Gretchen Rubin has a whole like book on happiness where she tried all these different things. And it, a lot of times when you're not happy, it's like the simple biological things. It's like, are you hungry? You know, and so there's this thing with her husband where he comes in all upset and she's like, do you need to eat? What's going on here? So. Yeah, I remember you did that to me. It didn't work out very well. Sometimes that's what it is, though. (laughs) If someone's having a really bad day, it's almost like, first, are you sleeping? Second, are you hydrated? If you you slept and you're hydrated, then maybe you have a problem. But otherwise, I mean... Sometimes it's the simple things. It's like the Snickers commercial, right? Yeah. So sleep is important. um, And I think in this day and age, everybody knows we're not getting enough sleep. So what are some of the reasons that people today are not getting enough sleep? I think part of it is there's a big message of this, the hustle, right? Like you got to be hustling all the time. You can sleep when you're dead. And so there's this like push, 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 push. I need to be putting up a new podcast or, you know, be doing whatever it is that you're working toward. And the thought is, well, if I just work more towards it. I mean, you hear stories of Elon Musk working 70 hour weeks and, you know, sleeping on his uh, desk in the office or a couch in the office. And so there is a bit of the, I'm not sure if that's just American culture or culture in general of like push, push, push with this hustle. Yeah, people do almost kind of wear it as a badge of honor, how little they sleep. Right. And how busy they are. Right. You know, you got the kids signed up in all these different things and you're driving here, you're driving there, everybody's got different activities. No downtime. And it's so funny, too, because you'll talk to someone about doing something. Oh, I'm too busy. I can't do that. I can't do that. But, I mean, the reality is it's all prioritizing, right? Like, you couldn't do anything if you prioritize it, right? So, you know, 
you're, you're busy because you're choosing to do these certain things, but you could swap it out with other things or maybe even prioritize sleep. Maybe after this podcast, you'll prioritize sleep. Maybe. Also, uh, I, th- yeah. I feel like with as busy as the adult schedule is in terms of things we're prioritizing, like Brian said, um, it's like if you want to have you know, a good four or five hours to hang out with your buds, like best time for that is probably like everyone gets together late at night, eight, yes. nine o'clock after work. Yeah. yeah. Everyone hangs out till 12, one. And then, yeah, I mean, that kind of takes a couple of days to get out of your system. So this is ironic, but back to that same Gretchen Rubin book, project happiness, happiness project. I think it was, uh, she talks about how in her research and in her own life, it just adding, a couple hours of sleep would make people a lot happier. Like that's a big, easy thing for people to do, be happy. And she would suggest that to people and they'd be all upset or indignant. Like, well, that's the only time I have to spend with my husband after the kids have gone to bed. Yeah. And so they just won't do it because they feel like they need that time to themselves after the the kids are down or whatever, or time with their spouse that they can't fit in otherwise in the day with just like the crazy work schedules and then taking care of the kids and all that. Well, and I'm going to throw it out there that maybe there are other things that could be deprioritized rather than spending time with your spouse or time alone, but people kind of put those on the back burner and they think that all the rushing and the work and all those things are the important things. And yeah, it's important to get together with your friends and it's important to have time with your spouse or time alone to read a book. I mean, I can remember when the kids were little and we'd finally get them in bed and rather than sleeping and, you know, I was tired because babies were still waking up in the middle of the night but rather than sleeping that would be my time to read and there's probably other things that I could have prioritized in order to have that time alone to read but that's what it ended up being it was sleep that uh, got cut out right yeah someone said that to me this week as I asked how one of the members was sleeping and they said well like that's that's finally my time it's like the kid goes to bed at 8 8 30 and then it's like finally some downtime I don't have to do anything I can just Nobody needs me. Be me. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a pretty common thing in the parenthood transition yeah. when the kids are little. Yep. Yeah. So what else is on our list of reasons? Well, I wanted to talk about chronic stress and anxiety. Um, I think that part of the reason people have trouble falling asleep is because their days are full of stress and there's no time for downregulating or, you know breathing, just being, but the whole day is stressful. And then by the time you come home, you can't turn your brain off. Yeah. So there's no, people aren't taking time for, uh, whether it's meditation, whether it's prayer, whether it's breathing, you know, whatever you want to call it, but that time where you quiet your mind and you breathe and downregulate, there's no time for that. Cause yeah. if you don't do that during the day, then when you turn everything off and close your eyes at night, like your brain is still going to try to ha- try to do that, try to process all that stuff. And yeah, you haven't practiced being still, being quiet, and so you know your brain is buzzing. And it, and I mean, of course, I've experienced that. Come home from a long day of coaching, and yep. it's time to go to sleep, and your brain is going crazy. Yeah, I think that's you hear a lot of people say that. I even our son Ian will say, "Oh, my mind's racing. I keep thinking about all this stuff when I lay down um, to go to sleep because you're just." you're still kind of on yeah for sure smartphones has to be near the top of the list too and i know i'm guilty of that just because you know laying bed in bed and it's like you can read about any topic you want in the world i mean politics fitness guitars you know whatever (laughs) it's all it's all just there for you it's hard to not try to take that time to enrich your mind also but that's highly stimulatory yeah it's stimulating they talk about how screens have like the same blue light from the sun and so that triggers your brain to try to stay awake and um i know at least with like the laptops and probably the phones too there's tools to like take the blue light out so yeah like i know on the laptop you can get flux and it's like this it follows the sun based on your time zone and as the sun goes down it it slowly reduces the blue light yep uh, on your night night shift on yeah same kind of idea and android has it too yeah. that's why the uh late night shows all of them had those bright blue backgrounds that's why they're trying to keep you awake oh, oh interesting, interesting. Yeah. well and i think that the lighting portion of it has to help somewhat with the circadian rhythm yeah 
issue, but I don't think it helps with the down-regulating because we're just so used to, we want a new piece of information, like the brain keeps yeah. Yeah. hurry, 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 and what's something new that I can learn or see or look at, uh, That back to that rushing and anxiety all day. Right. And uh, if you're looking at your phone, even if it's on that... Yes. Kinder it color. It still has that, uh, well, they talk about like a slot machine. It's intermittent rewards, right? I'm swiping, swiping, swiping on whatever, Facebook, Instagram, like hoping to find some cool post. And then, you know, every now and then you find that one and you get that hit of dopamine and it gets you going again. And um, it's like upregulating you and not downregulating you. Yeah. And then, like you said, with the anxiety and the stress, two of the highest correlations between sleep deprivation is anxiety symptoms and depressed mood. So if you have more anxiety because you're not sleeping and mm. then you can't sleep because you have anxiety that just sort of... It's a spiral. Yep. Downward spiral. I think I heard my kids talking about this and I don't know if they had read a study about it somewhere or if it was just something that they discovered, but they were talking about how if you're if they were trying to fall asleep, they couldn't fall asleep. Right. But if they tried to not fall asleep, then they would fall asleep. Like mm -hmm. if you're thinking, I have to fall asleep. Yeah. I have to wake up in the morning. It's all this pressure and it's a little harder to fall asleep. So I remember reading that somewhere and they basically said, uh, give yourself permission to just stay awake for a while and not don't worry about it. Because it's like the worrying about falling asleep itself keeps you up. So if you just say, you know what, if I stay up for an hour, it's no big deal. Like that alone will help you all of a sudden get sleepier. Not be stressed about yeah. it. Um, well, what about caffeine? That's got to be a big culprit in our lack of sleep. Yeah. And that's most of the recommendations. They say, you know, stop it after 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Um, I was talking to this actually with I have a friend or a friend of a friend who's a pulmonologist and he was talking about caffeine. So the half life is five to six hours. So if you have 100 milligrams at 8 a.m., five or six hours later, it's not gone. It's just 50 milligrams. So. A grande Starbucks has 310, 310 uh -huh. milligrams. Just yeah. a grande, not even the venti. The venti, I think, is just jet fuel. <laughs> um, so if you have that at, say, 3 p.m., oh, no, say noon. So by 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, you're at about 150 milligrams. Wow. By 10 or 11, you're at 75 milligrams still active in your system. A normal cup of coffee, 8 ounces, is somewhere between 90 and 100. So you're at almost a full cup of coffee still wow. that late at night so it's almost, like if you if you stack it high enough still i mean 12 hours later you're gonna have you'll have a quarter of the caffeine still in your system right and then i wonder this is something i actually don't know so i don't know if it's something that you guys know or if we can research it but um even let's say you have that cup of coffee at 7 a.m or 6 a.m um how does caffeine affect you throughout your day like that coffee that cup of coffee at 6 a.m could it still potentially affect you in the evening does it have some effect on your rhythm or something like that do either you know that or is that something we can we should look into i was re so the the waste that the brain produces is i think it's a protein called adenosine the and then so as the adenosine builds up that kind of makes you crave sleep the caffeine blocks that receptor for that adenosine. So it kind of masks the symptoms of how tired you are. Interesting. That is interesting. Are you guys at the point where if you don't have coffee in the morning or say you don't have it for a whole day, will you get headaches or like a, a withdrawal symptom of some kind? Oh, yeah. It's not an option for me. I got to <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Get a headache if I don't have my coffee. I feel groggy without it, but I don't think you I You really don't drink that yeah, much, I don't drink though. that much. Well, how, let's, let's go into that a little bit. So I, I'll have... A cup in the morning. I wouldn't even say that's a cup. Okay. You have a few sips. I'll have me. a few sips in the morning. Well, okay, let's back up. I will have, I typically have the amino energy pre-workout thing, which okay. alone has 150 milligrams of caffeine, I think two scoops. On a workout day or just period? I will have it period. That's you just, like you pre-workout just. I pre-workout every life. day <laughs> for life. I pre-workout for life. You heard it here first. That's folks. badass. Um, because. I don't know. I don't like coffee right in the morning. So, so most mornings I am working out. Let me put it that way. It's not like I'm just like pre-workouting all the time. But, you know, six out of seven days I'll get some kind of exercise in. So I'm taking the pre-workout. And then I'll just take it on the off day anyway because I'm used to that like hit of caffeine, right? And it, for me it's like better than coffee. 
And then, you know, whatever, I'll be up early, I'll do whatever I'm doing for a workout. And then a little later, I'll have my two sips of coffee that Molly's talking about. And then probably around two o'clock, I'll have a little cup of uh, Nespresso coffee uh, at the office. And I don't know how many milligrams are in that, but it's kind of like small and dark and strong. And that's it for me. And I think if I were to go a day, I've, I've gone a whole morning or maybe even the afternoon without coffee, I'll be groggy, but no headache. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to cut it at like 11 or 12. Cause I used to always have like the, the 3 PM bump, but been trying to cut that out. But yeah, if I, I mean, well, how much do you drink coffee? Probably three cups. Oh, that's not yeah, not crazy, crazy but I mean, caffeine affects me like crazy. I get oh, zapped. See, I don't feel yeah. like I, I, I feel like I could drink it at seven or eight o'clock and then go to bed at nine. And I can't, I can't take pre-workout because most oh, of them really? have like 200. Yeah. So I don't, I can't do it. Hmm. That's interesting. I've actually cut pre-workout. I, I used to take pre-workout. I don't take it anymore. I, I, I get caffeine mm-hmm. generally and that's about all the, I don't take a special pre-workout anymore. Back in my bodybuilding days, I tried a lot of different oh, yeah. types of pre-workout. So if I, if I listen to metal and eat an apple, I'm like ready to. You're run good to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> my so he's at three cups. I'm probably I don't know somewhere around that as well. I drink two very strong cups. So we do um, large cups, right? Yeah, we we do a um, a type of pour over, but it's where the wa- it's more like a French press. The water kind of. Sits in the ground. Sits in the grounds yeah. for a while. So I drink two very strong cups of coffee most days. There are some days that I have another cup at But your cup is three. like a gigantic mug. It's not like like a cup. When you say, typically when people say okay, a cup so of coffee, they're thinking that like little tiny cup of coffee. Like yours is probably like three cups of coffee. I think eight ounces when we say a cup. Yeah. So I'll just say on a typical day, I have four cups of coffee. How about okay. that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> With a, and it's cups. strong. Yeah. yeah. Two grandes. Exactly. <clears throat> so we got caffeine, alcohol seems to be a culprit as well. Neither of you guys drink. So. We don't drink. I, so. I will drink a little bit occasionally. And when I do, I notice that but one reason I don't drink that much is because when I do, I like start getting sleepy immediately. So it's like, like it will put me to sleep for sure. But then it's like not a great sleep. When alcohol wears off, it has a stimulating effect. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's like a, initially it's a, What's the word? De- depressing? What's yeah. The depressing. Yeah. Depre- it's like depressant initially, and then it ends with a stimulant. That's why you guys won't know anything about this, but for the <laughs> listeners at home, when you go hard, like at a, a wedding or something like that, and you always wake up at like 4 a.m., wide awake, super thirsty. Dehydrated, And that's yeah. kind of like that, like that's when you feel bad, but it's finally out of your system and you are, you're awake. Hopefully you go back to sleep. But Yeah. So it's like a fake heavy sleep almost. Well, an alcohol, unlike caffeine, doesn't have that long half-life. It's kind of like in your system and out, right? Yeah, I think it's like an hour, a shot, and like a shot, one beer, glass of wine, all kind of equal, I guess. But whatever that amount of alcohol is, on average, I think it's an hour. And so, yeah, we're not drinkers, so you'll have to fill us in. Um, Typically, you feel sleepy, what, for the initial hour or two? And is it a long time after that that you, like you were saying, 4 a.m.? It's a long time after that that you... That's like if you have a lot. Like for me, when I notice alcohol affecting my sleep, it's like if I I have a couple beers with my friends, normally I feel sleepier and I can fall asleep a little easier. But then like, you know, midnight or so, I find myself waking up a lot more. Right. Definitely sleep better without it. Yeah. But it is also delicious. Yeah. Well, and sleep is just one of the phases. There's the phase where you want to fight everybody, and then the, you yeah. know, you're crying and telling everybody you love them. So, I mean, it's somewhere in there, depending on how much you're drinking. That yeah. might just be our family members, oh, right? Is, <laughs> is that what you guys are <laughs> doing? That's just what we experience. Yeah. I'm not, I'm a, I just, I get nice when I'm drinking. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah we've seen some, we've seen some other sides. We've seen some. I don't, let's just say side. somebody kick a door and break the glass and then somebody give lot. I mean, nobody, not you or I, but right. I'm just saying in the general family, lots of hugs and crying. Yeah, and, yeah that's yeah. true. We, we've seen it several phases. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Brian, is there anything that you don't do in moderation? I feel like you <laughs> like, 
Uh, like, oh, I have my sip of coffee and I... Moderation is the only thing I don't do in moderation. Ah. I'm just kidding. He's a perfectionist, so... Yeah. I do tend to like... You don't read books in moderation. I don't read books in moderation. That's true. I, re- I don't know. I guess I... I don't know. I try to make everything perfect in my life, so I'm always trying to structure it to be the perfect balance of this or that. What the, what's that phrase about the, the dosage is the poison? So it's always like trying to find that happy medium. Oh, yeah. Um, what about lack of exercise? Well, we don't have that problem here at this table. Yeah, we probably wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything but about I, that. But I, I mean, I will say like days if I don't work out for a weekend, say or whatever. I mean, I just, the reality is I just don't sleep as hard on days that I don't work out. Um, Notice like sitting all day, like if, yeah. if it's, if you're in meetings all day or something like that, I find it harder to sleep versus if you're just around the house doing projects. If you're up on your feet, yeah, I that's find, a huge deal. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but a huge percentage of Americans must be at desks all day working. I mean, most jobs nowadays, it seems like are, are more and more like knowledge worker jobs where you're sitting behind a computer and some yeah. people have standing desks and some people move around for meetings, but a lot of it is, uh, sedentary. That's why everyone says that sitting is the new smoking. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> So what's the new sitting? Well, lack of sleep. That's right. It was a good setup. I like that. You teed that one up for me. And what is the percentage of people that don't work out? I mean, the general recommendation is that at a minimum, people should be working out three days a week for 30 minutes or something like that, American Heart Association. And I'm sure that most people aren't even getting that amount of exercise in a day, so... I believe yeah. it's got to affect. I mean, when people tell me they aren't sleeping, one of the things I always say is, "Oh, you know, how, how, get a workout in, and then you'll find that, like your t- your body. I mean, it's just you're going to be tired after working out hard, you know." So actually, I want to flip that coin though, because unless it's late at night, sometimes late at night you work out and then it's hard to go immediately to sleep. Is that where you're going to go? No, oh, it, okay. it does stimulate your brain though. If, if yeah. the workout's the last thing, I was going to flip the coin because um, for those of us who do exercise a lot. Um, and I'm particularly thinking of our oldest son yeah. who um, ran cross country and was running hundreds of miles in a week or hundred miles in a week. Um, sometimes the quality of sleep goes down with overtraining and it is a symptom of overtraining. So when somebody's doing too much, yeah. um, the heart rate raises, the quality of sleep goes down. Um, so that on the flip side, not enough exercise can lead to poor sleep and overtraining, like way the other direction. Too much exercise can affect sleep as well. Um, one other thing we talked about was getting a bad circadian rhythm or have, you know, having a job or routine that's kind of alternating. So you're like working at night and then you're not sleeping based on the sun coming up and down. So I think that is something that happens to people as well, where they just they're not quite in the right routine, and so their body doesn't know when to wake up or when to go to sleep. Especially in the winter, if people get up to go to work and when it's dark outside, and then it gets dark at 4:30, um, I think that's. I really think that the seasonal affective disorder that we always hear about is really sleep and circadian rhythm problems. Yeah, that's why the, the full spectrum light, where you use it first thing in the morning to kind of signal to yourself yes. physiologically, this is the start of the day seems to help people i tried that for a little bit at one point you did yeah i can't remember i don't it was one of those things where i started feeling better but i don't know if it was the i used one in the winter do you yeah yeah i used one in the winter for a little bit heard on a podcast somewhere i heard it from tim ferris i you know i think it was yeah tim ferris well that's so we can blame this one on the introduction of the light bulb right because if we were farmers if there's no electricity no light bulb then our days would be regulated by yeah. Light. I want to sleep like a farmer. People <laughs> yeah. always say sleep like a baby, but babies... Babies don't sleep well. <laughs> no, they sleep terribly. Well, you got to think, too. I mean, farmers, not only are they doing things based on the sun, you know, going up and down, but they're also... It's a lot of hard work. I mean, maybe less so now with the... Oh, it's it's with, physical work. With all of the uh, tractors and stuff, but it's usually very physical, right? So they're getting the exercise as well. Um, I mean, our friends now, granted, they're small... They have a small farm. I don't know what it's like on a big farm but um i mean the amount of physical labor that that uh the husband and wife do in a day is crazy do they make meat on their farm they do they they have um would you eat any of that (laughs) 
ah, here we're going to get into vegetarianism on the sleep podcast. <laughs> we can work it into any podcast. <laughs> um, the idea of eating meat that was raised and cared for and not treated poorly is better to me than the idea of factory farming. Mm-hmm. It, it appeals to me on an ethical level better. Um, but at this point, being 23, 24 years in um, to being a vegetarian, I'm not likely to change. No. One day, I'm going to get you. <laughs> if there's a mouse in your house, will you use a mouse trap, or does that just go against your core beliefs? I don't like mouse traps. In fact, the other day in the gym, there was a bee that mm. was flying around, and you can ask the people that were there on Saturday. I invited the bee to leave the gym. Uh. <laughs> and it chased me outside, gave it several opportunities <laughs> to leave. And uh, it kept coming in. And at that point, I decided that we needed to uh, put an end to the bee. But I did give it an opportunity to leave first. Yeah, you gave it a chance. I gave yeah, it a chance. Give it a chance. So if you open the gate for the cow and they don't leave, then barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> Cows are domesticated animals. Yeah, okay, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Right. We're getting off track. I gotta We're get you guys like back in the way off track. So when he was back to sleep, I caught a mouse last night and that's why did I you? thought about okay. you. <laughs> did you did you open the door and let it scamper free? No, it died in the trap and then I threw it in the yeah. woods. <laughs> yeah. Well, but something will eat that mouse and the yeah, circle, circle of life, life will go on. True. Yeah. But so to get back into sleep, how did you sleep? After disposing of the mouse. Oh, great. I always sleep better when I kill something. <laughs> <laughs> That's another tip, folks. Yeah, always yeah. kill something before going <laughs> you to sleep. You feel you just sleep great. Uh, That's uh, not actually true, I should probably say. Oh. How are you guys sleeping these days? Terribly. Yeah? Tell us about it, Kevin. Yeah. No, I've always been a bad sleeper. Really, really When cool. Define bad sleeper. Like, um, give, us a, give us a typical night in the life of Kevin. Okay, yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I've always taken a long time to fall asleep. That's always been a problem. I've always been jealous of my wife because she can literally fall asleep in one minute. Like wow, when we impressive. started dating, I was like, this woman is like basically a pretty house cat because like <laughs> we can sit down for five minutes and she's asleep. And I just always envied that. Now, hang on. I have an important question about yeah. this. Cause, so I'm... I'm like that, where I will fall. I can fall asleep immediately, and ah, it, man, I don't understand And it that. caused some problems in our relationship early on because you know you like lay down to bed, and like sometimes it's the only time you get to talk. So we'd be having like a conversation. I could, I would fall asleep mid conversation. Yeah, like literally five minutes, in, and then Molly would get mad. Sometimes she was fine. Sometimes she'd get mad, and she'd wake me back up. <laughs> um, but did that cause any problems in your relationship, or you just let her sleep? No, no, I just let her sleep, yeah. Wow, he's a lot kinder. Yeah. Well, at this point in our relationship, I just let you sleep. That's true. She Let's doesn't care fair. anymore. <laughs> be like, when I'm driving at night, and Caitlin would be like, now be careful, like, don't nod off. I'm like, I can't fall asleep in my bed. I'm not going to fall asleep <laughs> in the car. driving the car, yeah. So it's falling asleep that's the issue for you? Yeah, and then also staying asleep. I like, I'd say average night for me, I wake up like five or six times. Wow. Yeah. I, I wake up five or six times as well. I don't think and I've ever I would woke l- up five or six times. Uh, I don't think I've ever. I've never. With that. I've never slept through the night without waking up. Not really? that I can remember. Humans yeah. don't actually. Oh, sleep maybe I don't remember. The night. Maybe yes. I wake up and don't remember. So we go through cycles of sleep. Yeah. And we come all the way up to waking or almost waking, and back to sleep. Some people don't remember. The almost waking, um, but some people do. So Kevin yeah. and I are among the ones. So I think most people do not just sleep solid for eight hours. Really? Really. Yeah. I don't think it's biologically normal. I feel like I normal. often sleep solid for eight hours. And then like lately I've been waking up once in the middle of the night and having a little harder time getting to sleep, which is weird for me. I'm going to just say it's the one time you're aware of. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So it's hard for you to fall asleep. It takes you longer to fall asleep and you wake up throughout the night yes and then is it's hard for you to fall back asleep when you wake up yeah and so i've i've had and uh, insomnia is a weird thing because it's like it's hard i don't know now i don't say i'm like it. an yeah. insomniac because yeah. i'm sure some people have it worse and i mean there's there's serious sleep disorders but every couple months i'll have kind of a stretch or like a week to where things get really bad in terms of sleep and like two weeks ago i had one of those and it was three or four days of not sleeping longer than like an hour or two at most. And it really started to get bad. And I actually had to take the day off work. Oh, wow. And it's like, I, I couldn't, couldn't really work out that week. Everything 
everything was a challenge. Like when you're not sleeping, everything, every aspect of your life gets worse. Absolutely. Yeah. When you, so when you're real wakeful, do you just like lay in bed and try to go back to sleep? Or do you actually, or were you ever at the point where you're like, screw it, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. And you get up and I don't know, go do some Yeah, work. I'll say screw it. I'll go, I mean, mostly I'll just start like, I'll read something or get on my phone or yeah. which is probably the worst thing to do. But, <laughs> you know, I'll go out to the couch, yeah. go get a glass of water, walk around the house. I don't know. Yeah. Look, look for mice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I generally speaking, um, don't have trouble falling asleep. It will take me longer than it takes Bryant. Yeah. But generally speaking, why don't you tell him your mechanism for falling asleep? Cause I think this is fascinating. What, what's my mechanism for falling asleep? <laughs> you know, tell them how you go to sleep. Like, what do you do? It, I just think it's, it's so different from me. That's what you have a routine. You're, you're okay. I'll just tell them. Uh, she like watches shows on her laptop. Like that's how she goes to ah, sleep. Yes. I've never seen her go to sleep without that. It's like, it's like headphones watching a show on the laptop. Well, we can right? get into that, but to be fair, I have <laughs> I just usually have a full day of interacting with people. No, I'm not. I, I'm just, ex- but it. this is my way of deregulating. <laughs> I have a full day of interacting with people and that's my way of deregulating. Yeah. Whether it's, I'm sure there are better ways, but that's typically, I'm trying to turn my brain off. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Okay. You're not judging, but you're just saying, and you're going to say that like six times. <laughs> different from my way of falling asleep. It's very different. Yes. We were talking about that Friday night because you finished coaching at eight and mm-hmm. I, I was like, Hey, when you coach until eight, do you find it hard to sleep? And you said, yeah. And that's always actually my yeah. typically worst, the worst nights is when you're coaching all night, just cause you're, I mean, you're having so many conversations and interactions and you're just on to such a high level for yeah. hours and hours. And then it's Absolutely. hard to come down from that. It's, it's hard to it come off. down. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, some of the interactions are, many of the interactions are minor and it has to do with just coaching, body mechanics, that type of thing. But, um, in the coaching profession, and I think there are other professions like this, probably hairdressers, pastors, um, counselors, some of the interactions that you're doing are quite heavy. I mean, people are dealing with difficult things in their life. And for me, I, I carry some of those things. So it's a very light, light TV show that's like bubblegum, basically, you know, no substance to it is one of the ways that I try to let go of some of that heaviness. So anyway, what bubble gummy shows do you want? <laughs> yeah. Tell really us. Wanna we want to know. Well, r- <laughs> right now I, I, um, I really like, uh, true crime. That's my, that's not bubble gum. I know it's she's, not bubble gum, but it's somebody totally else's like, life. It's somebody else's life. Is yeah. The, well, yeah. what about all the housewives of XYZ? Sometimes I watch the housewives. What about Gilmore girls? I, at one time watched the entire Gilmore girls. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I don't hate it. I've gone I've through different phases with TV shows. Molly and I have different tastes in TV shows. That's the one thing I've yeah. learned. It's hard to find overlapping for us that we can watch together. Well, last night as a family, we watched uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. It was nice. Anyway, so um, generally speaking, I can fall asleep. I've gone through phases in my life um, where it's been very difficult to fall asleep. Uh, like after my grandma died, I think I was dealing with some depression, and I went through a pretty long period of time where it was very hard to fall asleep. But generally speaking, you know, give myself an hour or so and um, I'll be asleep. I do wake throughout the night, get up, use the bathroom, um, roll. I'm aware of like rolling over, or changing my pillow or something like that. Generally speaking, I can fall back asleep. But again, I've had certain times in my life where I wake up and it's harder to fall back asleep. But um, right now and for a while, I, I don't have trouble falling asleep. I don't have trouble going back to sleep but I do wake up throughout the night. I'm aware of waking up throughout the night. Yeah, and that seems like that's always kind of been a thing for you. Waking yeah, up I don't in the remember night. the last time I slept through the night, even even before yeah. kids. Yeah. I didn't really sleep through the night. That actually makes me feel better. Thank you. Oh, really? Yeah. Just to know it's normal. Yeah. Right. That, that other cool people wake up in the middle of the night. It's not <laughs> yeah. just you, Kevin. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen to me, but, you know. <laughs> well, I think half of life is frustration <laughs> with thinking that things should be different right. than they are. If you just hear that other people, that it's normal, that yeah. humans do wake throughout the night, even though some of the abnormal ones are not aware of it. Right. Well, we'll get into that, but <laughs> I like that phrase, everyone's normal till you get to know them. You yeah. sort of think everyone's living these like perfect, awesome, normal lives, and then you start to talk to them and realize that everybody's kind of messed up in their own way. But 
for me, uh, sleeping has always sort of been a superpower. I can fall asleep very quickly in any place. I mean, I can sleep on planes, I can sleep in cars, I can sleep anywhere, everywhere. Uh, lately, just in the last year or so, I've maybe started waking up once uh, to go to the bathroom. But uh, for the most part, it's a good solid night's sleep for me. And uh, wake up in the morning feeling good and... Uh, Get out. Yeah, you can't be part of this podcast yeah. anymore. Now, I mean, like, the one thing that I want to try to fix is there were there lately it seems like I am waking up once in the middle of the night, which feels bad or wrong to me, and I feel like something's not quite right. But then usually I go to sleep pretty quick after that. Um, so that would be the one thing I might want to try to fix. But now apparently Molly tells me that's normal. So I don't know. <laughs> if you guys wake up at midnight, do you check your phone, see if you have any messages? There was a time where I did, but I don't anymore. I don't. I need to stop. I, I don't. I have a whole very, very specific routine for bedtime. I don't know. Are we getting into that? Yeah, sure. Sure. Tell us your routine. Okay. So like everything in my life, my sleep is very routinized. So I will usually at 930 or so, unless I have early morning CrossFit and then it might be 9 p.m., I stop all screens of any kind. I don't watch any TV. I don't get on my phone. I don't do any of that. And I will like start initiate the bedtime routine. Uh, you know, there's like brushing of teeth and like that whole thing. Um, and then I will read on my Kindle, my paper white Kindle, not the fire one that's backlit and everything. The one that's like really like a book. Um, so it is is it backlit at all? It's the e ink, so it's it doesn't have like the blue light and all that. Do you need a light on to read? You do it? not need a light on to read it. Okay. But um, so I'll either read a paper book or I'll read on the Kindle for a half hour before bed and then I will guaranteed just start getting sleepy while I'm doing that and like kind of like either I'll drop it because I'm like falling asleep or I'll be like starting to fade and then I'll be like all right I'm going to sleep Molly and then she will generally be on her laptop and um, I will put on like a sleep mask thing so I don't have to see the screen the light from the screen because I'll turn off my reading light um, and then that's it. And we also have white noise going on because. Oh yeah we turn on the yeah. fan in the bathroom to like generate a little white noise because usually the kids will often still be up so you can kind of could kind of hear them otherwise uh, i try to make sure it's not too hot so i will keep the air turned down if it's like really hot because i think it helps to be cooler um i like to not have any socks on i don't know if that matters but it bothers me to sleep with my socks on yeah who sleeps in socks that's weird i don't know maybe nobody does but i always like take them off because they annoy me um I imagine That's you it. in like the the old time you like button up pajamas. Yes, I do that with it with a kerchief. What's the the hat called? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's the, like a Santa twas hat the night shape, before Christmas yeah, exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have some old timey button up pajamas. I need to bring those back maybe for the winter. It's a good idea. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of the ritual. Is there anything else crazy I do before bed? I um, bet it's worked for me. I mean, yeah, I would say that's about it. And I. Your last cup of coffee is at oh, yeah, I 2 p.m.? I probably stopped drinking coffee at 2, <clears throat> 3 p.m. or any caffeine. Um, and you almost always work out in the morning, not in the evening. I almost always work. It's very rare for me to work out in the evening. It's almost always the morning. Yeah. So what so, about you, Kev? What's your uh, routine? I don't really have one. Yeah. I just kind of go lay down and then hope. Hope that you fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, I, another, let me give you one other thing that, is also, I think, key to my routine. If I have anything on my mind or anything bother me that I want to remember, I always put it in my phone in the calendar for the next day or I'll write it down in like a written journal thing. I've and heard that as like a really successful tip is <laughs> before you go to bed is make a list of the things on yeah. your mind and it kind of shelves them for the day. Because otherwise, if I don't, I'm always thinking like, oh, am I going to remember to do that or whatever? So I just put it on my calendar for the next day and then I just don't even think about it. And that I think is helpful, at least for me. Yeah, I don't tend to worry about lists but i can see that that would be helpful and i plug my phone in far away like usually it's in well it's usually in the bathroom but it's far enough from the bed that i don't ever check it or anything do you watch shows every night or just nights? most nights yeah. yeah do you have that thing on your computer that makes the what's it called brian on the mac uh flux yeah do you use that uh, no huh? he bryant tried to put it on and it it irritated didn't like me it. Didn't oh like no it. <laughs> Can you adjust like the... Uh, I think you can. Yeah. By default, it will get very kind of like... Uh, like it'll take all the blue light out. So some people don't like it because it's very dim yeah. looking. 
Yeah. That's kind of the point. I have that on my phone, which kind of like, I think it definitely helps, but also I'd be like, oh, I can, I can keep, I can use this as much as I want because, you know, it's no blue light, but it's still, you know, <clears throat> with smartphones, you jump from topic to topic yeah. and it's keeping your brain awake. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's your semi routine? What's your general? Uh, man. So you obviously as a parent, you, you have to put kids to bed. So that's part of it. Yeah. They routine. go to bed a lot earlier, but I mean, really it's just like we, we clean up the house a little bit, set the coffee machine in the morning so that I can inject it straight into my heart. <laughs> and then, yeah, brush teeth, floss now after, uh, Kaveh's episode. Yes. Yep. He sold you on that floss. Yeah, he did. And then, yeah, it's pretty much it. And then I just go to bed. And then, yeah, I'm usually on my phone seeing what everyone's doing on Instagram, DMing all my friends. And then, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So not, not necessarily uh, recommended behavior, I'd say. Yeah. Mine's probably not recommended either. Right. So one thing we talked about is we want to look at some ways we can fix our routines may make it better yeah take a week and try it and then we'll report back i think i think you should go the opposite because you're sleeping good now so we'll try to sleep better <laughs> let's see if no we can way. make you sleep better. let's ruin okay. bryant's yes. sleep no, yes do that. but no, I, just hear me out okay how much whiskey each night is too much <laughs> when you consider <laughs> what's funny is well i do sleep heavy when i drink but then yeah i wake up so yeah so for the benefit of the listeners, Brian's going to drink every night for the next week, yes. and then we'll report back. Yeah, see wow. how it goes. We're like, well, my sleepy didn't change, but I'm an alcoholic now. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, did, we changed something. Uh, no, I, there is one thing I would like to tweak or at least try as a test. So one thing that's frustrating me a little bit is I used to always just sleep straight through the night, and now I'm waking up about, I, I don't even know what time it is because I don't check the time, but I'm going to just say 2 o'clock to go to the bathroom. And I do every night before bed because I'm one of those people who needs to eat like every two hours or I feel like I'm wasting away. So I will have a glass of water with casein protein right before bed. So I'm wondering if that's like going through my system because I'm having it like right before bed and then... What if you... I've so seen a couple maybe other... I don't have that and I have something else. Wait, do you wake up because you have to pee or yes. do you wake up and then you're like, well, I might as well? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I wake up and I do have to go pee. I'm not sure what's the driver so you could try um there's a couple ways you can have casein without water mm. <clears throat> i've seen it made into a pudding um casein cottage pudding. cheese cottage cheese has casein. i tried cottage cheese a little bit the, the taste of cottage cheese i know that's a big thing that people do before bed for protein I'm not a huge fan of the taste of cottage cheese oh man i love it do you i can maybe get used to it I was going to say, I mean, for the sake of this experiment. Okay, I think for the could... sake of this experiment, I will switch out my casein with cottage cheese unless okay. you have another option for me. Dude, well, you're going to get so strong. Be, <laughs> this is like going to be a double benefit. I'm going to get to sleep, and then I'm going to get some huge gains yeah. from cottage cheese. That's, yeah. Maybe that's the one thing I've been missing on. What about cutting out that 2 p.m. coffee? I mean, Kevin, good one for you to try. Kevin and I here are going to fix a lot of things about our sleep. So I feel well, like you should do more than that's one. That's a bit of a struggle for me because I need that 2 p.m. coffee to like make it through the end of work. Like I'm really groggy at 2 p.m. Hmm. Okay. Then destroy yourself for our listeners and let's just see. <laughs> I will definitely do the cottage cheese. I'm not committing to because 2 p.m. That's still a long time before from bed. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. I'm not committing to that yet. I want to hear what you guys are doing. All right. I will commit to cottage cheese instead of water and casing. Okay. What you got, Kevin? I'm going to read a real paper book instead of my phone. <laughs> An actual... An old-timey... Old-timey paper book. That's what I'm going to do. Wow. So you're going to do it, what, like a half hour before bed? Just like when I get in bed, instead of being on my phone, I'm. it's going to be book or nothing. Okay. I'm really going to try to put the phone away. Okay. Because that's... I mean... It's kind of like when, I feel like this happens to a lot of people where it's like you have something that's not optimal in your life and you know the solution, you just don't do it. That's yeah. pretty much me with sleep and the phone. So you're going to try old-timey paper books? Yep. Okay. I like it. Um, I actually read something online that I liked the sound of. So I use my phone as my alarm mm -hmm. um, and I keep it right by my bed. So I think I'm going to get or I am going to get a real alarm, and I'm going to move my phone yeah. away from my bed. So that's the thing. I use a real an alarm. An old-timey alarm. An old-timey alarm. I use a real yep. old-timey alarm. I'm going to get an alarm, 
and move the phone out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave my laptop downstairs. Wow. I know. No shows. No shows. Wow. Not uh, not upstairs. So. Okay. No no laptop upstairs. And even though the 3 p.m. coffee for me is sometimes, this week, no 3 p.m. coffee. Wow. Okay. There you go. Core. Got three things so on my list. There's your three. So in addition to my good old-fashioned book learning, and then what I've actually been working on the last week already is I'm cutting the caffeine. After that conversation I had, I'm cutting the caffeine at like 11 or noon. Okay. And then my last one, which I'm, I've definitely noticed as I've been paying more attention to this, is so usually we eat dinner kind of later, and it's usually the biggest meal of the day. Mm. Um, usually we don't eat too much during the day and then kind of get like all the calories at night. So I'm Wait, gonna, is this along with the intermittent fasting? Are you doing that? No, right no, now, it's just just, just the way this, okay. the yeah. day goes. Um, it's, it's like we're so busy during the day, and then usually after we put the kids to bed, it's kind of like, all right, this is. I got some calories to catch up on. Yeah, and yeah. and also just like we, Kayla and I like like to cook together, and that's kind of like our time. It's like date night at home every yeah. night. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be shifting dinner earlier, okay, and then trying to put a little more space in between eating and sleeping maybe a few more calories earlier in the day too yeah yeah yep i like that a little, little more balance yeah so a little more balance in kevin's life all right i'm, yeah. gonna, th- I'm gonna throw one more out there because i just thought of it it's something that i should be doing anyway and uh <sighs> i need to be doing it so i'm going to add in a meditation uh see that was i think part of my routine i didn't mention i do a 10 minute meditation every day i use the calm app when do you do yours so i usually do it when i get home from work like about 8 p.m I mean, I, I get home at 7 p.m., but I do the meditation at 8 p.m. So they have a daily, like, 10-minute meditation that changes, and I always, uh, almost every day I do it. That's, like, something that I always tell people they should do that I don't do myself. Kind of right. like hook gripping. Right. Yeah. Oh, you don't hook grip? Nope. Wow. I, I always My forget. mind is blown right now. Do you hook grip? Oh, totally. I, I know always, you're supposed to. I tell people to hook grip all the time. I always forget to hook grip. I always know I should, and then I, like, forget. I do it all the time. Even sometimes when I'm just... Purely deadlifting. Really? I'll hook grip. I do it when I just pick up point. random stuff. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm hook gripping my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the meditation thing, that's always been something to where it's like, ah, oh, ben- benefits of meditation are real. There's all kinds of science I behind just, it. I just don't have do Have you heard about the sleeping? I actually have this article up here about um, the breathing, the way to breathe that helps Yeah. Yes, I've done this thing, and yeah, I think it works, and I always forget. What are we talking about? This is cool. 478 breathing exercise is what it's called, and it's supposed to put you to sleep. Um, Now, our our kids who have trouble sleeping have actually tried this, and it's one of the things they say helps. So what is it? This has worked for me. So walk us through. If I want to 478 breathe, what do I do? Yeah, so um, So you're going to... You breathe in deeply through your nose, right? Yes. For four seconds. Yep. You hold it for seven and then you exhale all for, the way as much as you can for eight seconds. Yep. So it's basically it's basically a type of box breathing. Yeah, because your yeah. box breathing, that's kind of for anxiety and stuff. Do you want to share what that is also? Yeah, so box breathing is where you um, <clears throat> take a breath in. Um, and for right now, just for the sake of explaining it, we'll say for three counts. You breathe in for three counts. You hold for three counts. You let it out for three counts, and then you hold at the bottom with no air in your lungs for three counts. Mm-hmm. Um, and as people get more proficient at box breathing, it could be it could be four. The count could be eight. You know, there's it can go on and on. Um, it's a technique not only for anxiety. Um, well, the Navy SEALs use it. Yeah. It's a well-known um, tactic for calming yourself, um, and it is a type of meditation. So. If there's a person out there where meditation's like way too far out for them or they don't like other people talking, that's something that sometimes get on, gets on my nerves with meditation. Um, you can start with box breathing. And, and this here, this uh, four, seven, eight breathing exercise has some similarities with box breathing. It's yeah. a good place to start. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah. Yeah, that whole breathing as regulating yourself is fascinating to me where... Like you're starting to feel too jacked up about something, you just like slow your breathing down, and it cal- it calms you down. So there's a thing um, called the polyvagal theory, which gets pretty complicated, and I'm not going to explain it well. But um, 
your breathing is connected to your deepest um, reflexes. So when we start breathing diaphragmatically, um, it gives us access to calm ourselves. Um, our, our, some of our deepest reflexes are fight, flight, shutting down, or being in a state of calm and growth. Mm -hmm. um, and for most of us, we were talking about the anxiety that we live under, the stress, we're busy, we're rushing all the time, and we're almost always under fight or flight. And then when people can't handle it anymore, that's when they shut down. Yeah. Um, but the way to get into um, calmness and growth would be in those moments of diaphragmatic breathing. So yeah. if anybody wants to read more about that, they can... It's Google weird to me the whole like how body influences the emotions. Like so, you hear the whole just by they've done these experiments where like just by smiling it makes people happier. Mm. Like you could smile first and then it makes you happy, or vice versa. Frowning first then makes you sad, and I feel like it's the same thing where it's like by controlling your body, you're controlling your emotions, and it's to some level. Yeah. So we've talked about our homework. Mine is uh, some type of meditation, getting an alarm leaving my laptop downstairs and no caffeine after three. What's yours, Kevin? Reading a real good old-fashioned book learning. No caffeine after noon and earlier dinner. Earlier dinner. Nice. And Bryant? Cottage cheese. <laughs> <laughs> this seems so unfair on so many levels. No. He's the only one that sleeps well, and he only has one thing to do for homework. Dude, just have, just have one drink a night for the next week and then just see what happens yeah Wait, then, then it's, here's the problem with that though then it's going to be contradictory so maybe the cottage cheese would help but then maybe the drinking will screw it up like i gotta take things one direction or the other so if you have cottage cheese <laughs> and a finger of whiskey every night you should still wake up just once everything right, will be just exactly balance, the they balance each other yeah. out oh, so, so yeah yeah so we're gonna report back just on gonna these get wasted every night yeah just do it um so next show which is a week from now, we're going to report back on any changes that these things have made. Yeah. See what works, what doesn't, and then maybe... Yeah. So you, our faithful listeners, we would love to hear if you try any of these methods that are supposed to help with sleep. Um, so you can... We'll have a email contact at the bottom of this uh, podcast, as well as a link to some of the ideas that we talked through about ways to promote healthy sleep so we'd love to know what you experimented with and how it worked out for you and you, if you have any other tricks that we didn't talk about let us know let us know we'll send them our way interactive podcast all right this has been another episode of the thunderbolt strength podcast until next time stay strong